Your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hey Yeti, what's shaking? Yeah, I did see that Mechatel was crowdfunding on Kickstarter now. I love that book. I was in backer for the single issues myself. That whole creative team is great. I love Fernando Pinto's artwork, and it reminds me so much of hanging out with my friends in middle school and playing Nintendo, well, minus the giant mutant bugs from outer space swooping in and trying to take over part. Wait, you can make a transformation sound? Who knew? Yeah, that power gauntlet is cool. Whatever Derek touches can transform him into an alien annihilating mech. Even a hot dog cart, too. Too funny. Where can people go to back it? They can head on over to Kickstarter and search for Mechaton, M-E-C-H-A-T-O-N, or just check the show notes. I'll make it easy for them. It runs all of February, and it's awesome that everything is done and looks like a really quick turnaround for backers. And that exclusive Jason Muir cover is awesome. He's doing Spider-Man stuff now. Did you just really say Fuyo? You gotta get off TikTok, man. Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptic Creator Corner. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparro, and uh, wow, I am, I am, uh, my cup runneth over with guests tonight. Um, uh, or well, I'm recording this tonight. I don't know when you're listening to it because I'm not in your car or running on the street with you wherever you get your your listen to your podcast. But um, I have several creators with me today who, as you're listening to this, have a uh, a comic book uh, on Kickstarter with several different stories in it. And you're going to hear all about it. It's called Slices of Life. It's uh, The concept is, what if pizza was banned? And what would you do to get that slice? I know what I'd do. And it's illegal in most states. Uh, but in any event... Uh, Tonight I have with me uh, Matthew Sumo, Mario Candelaria, Phil Butehorn, and James Ferguson. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. So let's get right into it. I, I mean, I, I know a little bit in terms of what the concept is. I, I think I saw some some art that was posted on Twitter. Um, so what kind of was like the uh, the beginnings of of this? Uh, of this uh this comic so uh, i could i could take this one it uh it it came from just you know dumb shit of us talking about it um i realized i said that without asking if i can curse on this thing but uh um, you can it's 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 fine we'll crap. allow it james <laughs> all right cool okay. yeah cover your ears kids uh but we had a we had a group chat going with the four of us and um you know as as is want to happen you know you throw out like weird ideas from time to time and Mario threw out something about like pizza being outlawed. And, you know, as, as it happens, you know, people, you build on stuff. Yeah. And this, and this, it's very much a yes. And kind of uh, community in the comic space. So we just kind of kept doing that. And it, we all kind of went in different directions with it. And we all made different ideas for things. And ultimately we ended up with very different uh, concepts with this, but the whole premise being pizza has been outlawed. What do you do now? What kind of things come up because of that? And, now we said like, well, we want to make this, and you know, so a few years later, it's been in the making for a while. Uh, now we're ready to like unleash this onto the world. Uh, so I'm just a, a 
just so I'm clear, each one of you, in terms of the four of you, are are writing like kind of the the story, and then are they all going? Are those four stories going to be connected in some fashion? Yeah. So we we each have an independent story. So that while independently you could read them up by themselves, the only uh, kind of connecting tissue without anything else is that they're they're all set in the same world where pizza's been outlawed. Essentially, the the president was seen eating pizza with a knife and fork, was ridiculed mercilessly for it and just banned pizza across the country. So I think that gives you an idea of how long we've been working on this, because you could probably guess who was in office at the time that this idea became a thing. Um, But what we've also done to make this a little more unique too, is there's an interstitial story that'll be illustrated by Dan Buxa, who has worked with all of us separately as well. So it's really fitting that he is the connective tissue amongst the whole stories. And the script is written in such a way that it connects everything. So we're you'll you'll we have we follow a pizza delivery driver essentially as it's going through this different uh, and connecting each story. Oh, nice! And did, was Dan the artist that worked with you on the uh, a real slobber knocker, James? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So issue two coming later this year. So yes. Oh, fantastic! And so, what? Who who are the artists that are that are working with with each one of you? Do you each have a different artist for your story that you're working with? Yeah, uh, I'm working with Laura Helsby. Uh, their art is amazing. I've worked with Laura a number of times before. And also coloring that is Jao Canola, which got you in on the uh, lettering. Oh, fantastic. How about you, Phil? Who's, who are you working yeah, with? Uh, Roberto uh, Dacu. He's a uh, Canadian-based artist. Um, our first time working together, but we actually have plans for two more stories outside this collection of, uh, this collection of stories. Oh, that's awesome. And and my story is illustrated by Darren Vote. Uh, he also did uh, all the letters for it too. Just I he was I was I think the last person to find it. No, no, Phil, I think Phil Phil met up with Roberto later. But I, mm-hmm. I felt like I was never going to find an artist, and then I I linked up with Darren, and I was just completely blown away by his stuff. So just I can't. I, it's it's I'm so proud of the story and what he's what he's done with it. Yeah, James makes a great point. My story was cursed. <laughs> I think I had maybe like three or four artists lined yeah. up. At one ghosted me entirely. Uh, one was interested and bailed, and then finally uh, Roberto was like, "Hey, I'll do it." I was like, "All right, let's sign. Let's do this now. <laughs> Before you leave me, let's let's sign you up now." Uh, uh, Matt, we were just uh, Matt was on and then uh, got knocked off, but Matt's back. Um, hey, Matt, who's working uh, with you on in the art for your story? Uh, Jenny Odio. I worked with oh. um, on Tales from the Pandemic. Awesome, incredible artist. Um, yeah, super absolutely. Psyched. So, in terms of like, you have this idea in the group chat, and you're you're going to put it together. Um, were there any like rules that you kind of gave yourselves in terms of like genre or theme or other than it being set in the world and and pizzas banned, or could you do anything at all, Mario? Yeah, so I wanted to keep this in New York, or at least New York City, the New York City metro area. Um, but other than that, we just went with it. I mean, uh, <laughs> I followed some uh, Coen Brothers stuff. Uh, you know, James went a completely different direction. Matt went a completely different direction, and so did Phil. Uh, you know, and the uh, the interconnecting story is also kind of more of a uh, noir thriller, but it's more like Drive than you know some type of uh, hard boiled thing. Oh wow, that's awesome. Um, so is there anyone that's like, I mean, I guess like a pizza purist, like, is that how this was born? Like discussions about pizza and favorite pizza and like rules for pizza, like folks that, you know, start 
fights at the local pizzeria if somebody puts pineapple on it, or New York makes the best pizza. Chicago deep dish isn't really pizza. Like, is is there? Well, I'm sorry. What was that? I said Chicago deep dish is that's a quiche at that point. It's not a real pizza. (laughs) Oh, so so there definitely are some strong pizza (laughs) opinions. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think to that like it's I I don't even think it was anything strong necessarily it's just again it's it's what's what's fun about comics is that you could do it you could do kind of anything and uh, i think that that just kind of grew because we all got excited about this like silly idea because like like this is fun we're serious about it because we're like we, we're making this book but at the same time it's like it's a ridiculous idea that like pizza a food is out <laughs> um that like a food that like you could buy on like any corner in manhattan right now uh but it's just one of those things where like i don't know we're just gonna just gonna do this and it's it sounds crazy but i don't know we're having a blast with it it's it's a lot of fun to make make comics and make comics with your friends so it's cool stuff oh yeah definitely making comics friends is uh yeah it's it's the best um and so uh matt kind of what was your approach with with your story i mean can you guys give us like a little other than uh what's said so far like a little tease in terms of like what folks can expect yeah, um, I mean, I think I could say unequivocally, mine is probably the most uh, serious and the most personal. Um, it's kind of based on my own life. Um, I don't want to give too, too much away, but um, essentially it was about my experience um, having to leave Connecticut and move back to New York and, you know, kind of what um, what would happen if, you know, that the, this pizza ban happened during that time. And coming back to a New York that doesn't have pizza is devastating because Connecticut pizza is awful. And I will go on record and say that um, it's terrible. I don't care about New Haven pizza. It's not the same. It's it's gross. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking a hard stance. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you Actually, I should find out just because pizza and in terms of like we mentioned New York, Chicago, kind of a regional thing. Where Where is everybody from in terms of you know, or based right now? Matt, you're are you still in Connecticut? No, I'm on Long Island now. <coughs> oh, okay. I, I'm from Long Island. All right. Uh I I know Mario, you're uh near the Philly area now, right? Yeah, yeah, but I'm from Brooklyn originally. So wh- how do you feel about pizza in Philadelphia? I don't really get it. I mean, I get pizza from around here, but usually I just get a chicken parm or something. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I've lined up. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm also from Long Island, and just like you know, Matt says Long Island pizza is the best. Um, recently, Dave Portnoy for, of Barstool Sports really just hates Long Island pizza and talks about New Haven pizza being the greatest. I don't get it. I hear Connecticut pizza is, is actually burnt. Like I don't know why you want to eat burnt pizza. Not really sure. Um, but that's my feelings about it. How about you, James? I mean, I'm up in the suburbs of New York, so. You know, I get I get the best of both worlds. I could get down. I mean, I I don't think I've driven down to Manhattan for a slice, but you know, I have I have all the people that I don't know have have might have moved up here into the suburbs from Manhattan. So I think the water's the same. So we're pretty good. I have no complaints on the pizza up on the side. Oh well, that that's 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 good. Um, yeah, I mean, it is it is so funny that pizza can kind of bring out such like you know such strong opinions and strong personalities. And, you know, I, 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 I'm hard pressed to think of another food that 
kind of that 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 does that. Um, and maybe because pizza is so prevalent, at least you know all throughout the U.S. But I'm hard I'm hard pressed to think of another mm-hmm. food that kind of does that that I've seen you know friends get into like screaming matches over like rules for pizza or yeah, which place has the best pizza. You don't do that over tacos or anything else. Like there's the pizza is just that universal. It's like, it's a crowd pleasing food, right? Cause it's one of those things like you, you order for pizza parties, you order it for, you know, events and stuff like that. Cause you could, it's a cheap, you know, you could, you could feed eight people with a, with a single pie. So everyone, everyone interacts with it in such way, but you're not going to do that about sushi or tacos or hot dogs or something like that. I think, I think donuts might come close, but I don't know. It's not the same. I mean, maybe coffee, like people fight coffee. about that stuff, but it's not not the same level. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I don't think it is. Um, you know, so uh, when did you? So you, I I understand you've been working on this for a while, and then I think it, James, did you say I think before we started recording that it's going to go live February 9th? Is that really National Pizza Day? That is National Pizza Day. So I, I spent a good amount of time looking through like holiday calendars and stuff, and it's and there's there's only one, and we we. We didn't quite have the act together in time for last year. So I'm like the guy, like this is the plan. All right. We have, we're going to march forward to February 9th. This is the day. And we, so we've been working on getting the Kickstarter and everything ready for the past few months and uh, kind of buttoning up everything from budgets to rewards and all this other stuff. And now we're ready to go. And so was there anyone in particular that, that took like kind of the role of like project manager? Or do you guys all work fairly well together? Uh, I mean, I, I've been just kind of talking to people. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of got to the point where I was like, guys, we got to do this. Like, we're just going to do it. And, <laughs> and no, James like, is the man on this. Yeah, yeah. James took the wheel. You know, they say, Jesus, take the wheel. James took the wheel. <laughs> I just, I was, I uh, I wanted to get it out there. That's it. And, and as I said, I'm really proud of the of the story that I have in this and and what everyone else has put together with this. And it's like, this is just fun. And I want to, and when I, whenever I've talked about this, cause it's one of the, again, it's been in the works for a while. And every, t- every single person that I've ever explained this idea to their eyes get this like, Whoa, kind of like, look for just a minute of like, that's, that sounds kind of awesome. Like everyone gets excited about it. Cause like they, they see all the different possibilities that it can take and everyone they'll start to throw out different ideas right away. I'm like, yep, we got that. We got one of those. And like, Oh, that's, you know, maybe a sequel we'll do that. But like, you know, there's there's things in there that the your initial kind of thoughts between like I don't know pizza speakeasies or something like that. Like we touch upon a lot of those things between the mob and and speakeasies and underground services. Like you know, wherever your mind goes to first, we've probably covered that in some shape or fashion. And then there's all these other ideas that it's like you know, there's a lot more we could explore on this certainly. Yeah, I mentioned it to my kids, but right, you know, when we were sitting down for dinner, I said, "Oh, the podcast that I'm recording tonight, it's." I'm talking to four different uh, creators and their concept is about pizza gets banned. And then what, what happens? How do you get, how do you get pizza? And my six-year-old, my, my, my daughters are 11 and six. And my six-year-old was kind of indifferent. She's not a huge pizza fan. My 11 year old started sharpening a knife. So, you know, everyone <laughs> goes in a particular uh, uh, direction. So Phil, uh, without giving out too much away in terms of your story, well, where did you first immediately go with the idea of, pizza's banned now yeah i want to do something about the underground industry of pizza right after it's banned and my story is karate kid meets are you familiar with the domino's commercial with the guy who um makes the boxes the fast like at, at a quick speed uh it's I like a commercial so. from like the early 2000s 
it's this guy who he's like a manager at Domino's and he's and he times himself to see how many boxes he can build in like um so like 20 seconds. So that that's pretty much my story it's about this uh goat um who is on the decline when it comes to being the quickest pizza uh pizza box maker. Um and he meets his Mr. Miyagi and learns learns to love pizza and how he can use the skills of making pizza to be the greatest pizza boxer, um, boxer maker again. No, I love that. Yeah. It it is. It is amazing. Like how, uh, you can kind of go, you know, almost anywhere with it, tackle any, you know, genre even. Um, so that's kind of, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, you know, I wanted to ask in terms of, because I'm familiar with, you know, most of your work through, you know, different, projects um you know mara's been on the podcast before and i'm a big fan of kilchella and um you know bardic verses uh with uh matt and and pete collins um it, it how how do all you guys like connect over this like is it just through like did you first meet online or at a convention or for some other manner to kind of uh is this just like indie comics folks getting together and then having this idea so I, I don't remember what year it was. And I don't remember if it was me, Mario. I don't remember who it was. But so Mario, Matt, and I were up and coming writers. James was reviewer. His dream was also becoming a comic book writer. And I think I messaged you and said, hey, why don't we just create? And I don't know if it was me, but one of us messaged somebody saying, hey, what if we create a group of us just talking shop and just, you know, using each other's network, right, to build portfolios? Um, and that's how it all started. I don't. I actually went to Facebook Messenger to see if I could like search, and I can't. So I I remember the catalyst for this because okay. it was a it was an offhand comment I made about how because Phil is Phil is like one of the most diligent writers that I I've ever encountered, and he's constantly working. And I'm like I'm like I need that I need that person to kind of yell at me and be like, hey, you should be writing right now. And I need like that coach or support group or something. And then like before I like I like just hit enter on the comment and then Phil had created a group chat of the four of us <laughs> in this thing. And like we just started it was like, yeah, this is it. You wanted this thing. I'm like, here it is. And I was like, OK, cool. Like kind of held everyone. It was like my accountability buddy. So and and like even for a while, like Phil was the guy like he was like, what did you write today? And I'm like, shit. OK, hold on a minute. Like he would like check with me like literally every day. What'd you do today? What'd you do today? holding me accountable for it to kind of like get in there and start writing. Cause like, yeah, I was on the press side forever and I wanted to do something, but I'm like, well, I could, I could review this other comic book over and over, you know, all these other books. Cause there's like a million of them that come out every week, or I could try to like challenge myself and write more. And I did, I felt like, well, I could just, it was easier to do this. It was easier to do this. And, uh, I never got out of it, but Phil helped me break out of it. And this book and, and this group helped me do that. So oh, a lot yeah. of these guys. I follow Phil on TikTok and every time his videos come up, I, I wake up in the morning and just hear dear up and coming comic book writer, <laughs> <laughs> which for anyone that doesn't know is usually how Phil starts. Uh, his, it's true. His TikTok. It's true. <laughs> my, goal, my goal is to, I want to learn from my mistakes. I remember 2011, I'm graduating college. I'm a waiter. And I'm like, I can't do this forever. I was like, I need to create something. Got together with my best friend from high school. And we had these dreams of building like series, 60, 60 issue series. Um, and then Tyler James of Comic Tribe was like, stop doing that and work on th anthologies. It took me a while, but finally I was like, nope, focusing on anthologies. And that, and I want, 
creators, you know, who are coming in, you know, don't worry about paying artists right now. Just build your craft. All right. And build up a network, create your writing family. All right. Let's take a quick break. What in the Sam Hill is happening right now? What is that? Yeah, what you You like bards? Yeah, what you Oh, you like band of bards. It's not my fault, you mumble. That makes sense. They're dropping some great new series right now. There's that one about a heavy metal guitarist in the 1970s with monsters, working class wizards. You know how we love monsters around here. And my friend Dakota Brown, he's working on a project, uh, Grandma Tilly's Hell Tech Mech with Lane Lloyd. I saw the preview for that. That is crazy. Jimmy even contributed to their anthology from the static and had Matt Sumo on the podcast to talk about his project, The Bardic Verses, which makes a lot of sense that the project landed there. Where can you find them? You need to get out more. They are in previews or you can visit their website, bandabars.com, for all the latest. Can we turn the music off now? Thank you. No more surprises, minstrels or anything like that, or I'll rent you out to the Ren Fair as a children's ride. Let's get back to the show. You know, just kind of talking generally about, I guess, indie comics or like the state of things. Um, I mean, how does everyone feel about where things are right now with like the indie comic scene? I mean, that's like a big question. So, you know, nobody has to jump in and have a profound answer, but just kind of as somebody who, you know, reads comics and talks to folks about it, I, I, I'm always curious how everyone like who's actually making the books, uh, you know, feels. Matt, I see you nodding your head. Do you, you feel like jumping in? Yeah. Um, I tell people that it's easier to make comics now than it ever was, um, you know, because there's so many different avenues to do so. You know, you have your Kickstarter, um, your Webtoons. You can easily create a website and host that stuff online. You can uh, you make zines and pass them out at your local shows. Like, there's so many different avenues to create comics um, that I feel we're kind of in like a golden age for indie books, especially with the ones that are, you know, doing so well on Kickstarter and otherwise Um, that again, like it's just, it's fun to see like how many creators are out there doing their thing. I mean, any given day uh, you'll see another book launched on Kickstarter, another one that just funded, you know, other people launching multiple books on, on Kickstarter, you know, month after month. Like it's, it's really, um, encouraging to see and i think it's again it's it's the the easiest it's ever been to do it uh, yeah um i i mean it, it really is it feels like a, a golden age i mean especially as a fan i mean i tell I, i've said it a million times on the podcast uh you know listeners have have heard me go on and on about it but uh anybody who finds out that i like i like comics especially because i'm an attorney and you know when somebody's like if they it's not like it's a secret but if someone's like oh you like comics they still make those you know if there's someone in that era and i'm like yeah yeah they make they make them they make a lot of them (laughs) and there's there's something for everybody just tell me one thing you like doesn't care doesn't matter what it is a movie a tv show another comic a play a musical i can point you in the direction of something i think you will be interested in um you know just because i like introducing folks to uh you know to to, to comics um i you know I, I agree that, that that's awesome that's that i love that game like i literally had that conversation with someone at work the other day we're like i don't really i'm not really a comics person I'm like i can make you one 
I could make you a comics <laughs> person. What do you got? What do you like? I could, I'm like, because I, by the end of this conversation, I could get, I can leave you with three graphic novels you should be reading right now. So that's, yeah. that's the point. It's like, it's people get wrapped up in, in comics and like, oh, it's all, it, they think all superheroes, but there's so much stuff out there. Like you could read romance, you could read sci-fi, you could read horror, you could read anything else. It doesn't have a superhero in it. it doesn't have Batman or something, but still pretty cool. So there's a lot of great stuff. Obviously, like, look, we're preaching to the choir here. Like, we all love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I it's it's true, but I I I I usually try and take it here, and I hope listeners will, you know, anyone who's just like casually listening or listens for a particular reason, you know, there's always I, I feel like there's always something. I I think comics right now, especially, is certain genres, are, I guess, are I I think a little more geared towards it maybe right now. Like if you're a horror fan, there's so many good horror books out and even science fiction um but you know fantasy and even like slice of life stuff well, i mean biographical comics there's like so many you know amazing things out there um it's you know pretty uh pretty uh pretty remarkable just like um, pizza just like pizza there's a comic for everyone all right there's wow. a, there's a, everyone's got their favorite topic i gotta bring it to le- bring it back together jimmy and you did yeah. s- it's drop you know <laughs> slice of life so it's you know pretty close i'm trying to keep my marketing hat on yeah no you good know, job you know we gotta do james in the future we'll we'll build like a multiverse of banned food hot dogs are banned hamburgers ribs sushi all right yeah, you know, the, 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 the multiverse the multiverse yes. of foods <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I don't know. They're like, I, I literally was asked by someone when I was talking about this project once, like, if you do another one, can I get in? So like, there's, there's interest of like, there's a lot more we could do with this. So let's, let's get this one funded and then we can see what we could do. Yeah. I mean, even, even just to build upon this or other foods, but I, I just think it's, it's a, it's, yeah, isn't it like a silly concept? They ban pizza, but I, so much great storytelling and great, visual storytelling can be born out of that type of idea. Like, I just like the idea, like, what would you do for, you know, a slice of pizza just because it's so ubiquitous. It's like everywhere. I mean, that's what we do Friday nights, right? It's like easy. It's when we're tired of arguing about what's going to be for dinner or it's just like, all right, it's Friday. It's pizza. It's, it's easy. Um, you know, cause there, we I can throw a stone and hit like three pizza places in North Wilmington where I am. Um, the two of them are really good, so <laughs> <laughs> not gonna say which two though. Um, but uh you know, I, I want to talk in terms of specifics here, just about pizza, because like I I love talking about food. That's like the, my second favorite topic to comics is food. So does anybody have like a particular place or like a, a pizza memory where you're like, hands down, that was one of the best pizzas I ever had? I'll I'll start. While while you guys compose your thoughts, there used to be a pizza that was on the menu at uh, Iron Hill Brewery. There's a couple of them in and around me in like Delaware and and PA. Uh, I think they started in Westchester, but they used to have a pizza on their menu, which it, it's called a shrimp lejeune pizza. And the, the sauce was not marinara based. It was like a horseradish sauce and it had shrimp and scallions on it. And. It was one of the best things I had ever had, and they took it off the menu. And despite my strongly worded letter campaign, they have not brought it back. <laughs> it, it's but stuck I, with you. I think about that pizza all the time, all the time. It was just not not very traditional at all. It was just like a personal size. I mean, I don't know if it was personal size. I ate a whole one, but <laughs> I loved that pizza, and I still think about it. 
Any any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough, Jimmy. So I agree. I agree. Um, I I got one, but I'm going to give you the opposite because I was the weird kid growing up that didn't like pizza. And I don't know why, because like I as an adult, I love it. But I actually incorporated it into my story. And like the first page is it like literally like a, a shot of me. But like as the character, like sitting at a birthday party, because like, again, think if you go to a kid's birthday party, they're not giving you other food. Everyone's getting a slice of pizza. And I was the weird kid that was like, oh, everyone's getting a pizza. Then like, here's a hot dog for James. And it was like, it was like, just kind of like slid across the table. Kind of like, all right, here you go, kid. Like, shut up. Like, we know you're the weird one. So I, I don't know why I have no good explanation for it, but like, it was this thing. Like I could specifically remember sitting at like the, the, the birthday table at upskate in new Windsor, New York. And like, you know, the, all it was like, looking at me weird and i'm just like eating my hot dog like, like i don't give a shit but like i don't know why but you know i've I'm, i've definitely come a long way since then. I've, I've, I've eaten my fair share of pizza uh anybody else i spent my 20s um on friday friday nights saturday nights at roses in penn station if anyone's familiar with that place um it's where all kids go to the city from long island stop before going out and after going out. And even though it was definitely, you know, a few beers in, just the memories creating at Rose's Pizzeria in Penn Station, eating the pizza, even though it might have been expensive, it was worth every dime just for the memories I was creating in my uh, early 20s. Oh, that's a good one, Phil. I like that. Matt, Mario, uh, not to. Yeah, mine isn't that sentimental. Mine's college. I remember uh, freshman year, uh, this kid who lived on my floor, I think like two doors down from me, worked at the pizza place. So every night after they closed, he would bring all the food that they were going to throw out, and we would just get high and eat all sorts of <laughs> junk food. <laughs> I think we were drinking Milwaukee's best, too, because that's what we could smuggle in. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, mine's a weird one. Uh, and it's pretty recent, but it's, it sounds like, like when I go through it, it's going to sound like it came from the book and it didn't, <laughs> there's a place on Long Island called Mike's underground pizza. They don't have a storefront. You can only order it online. Um, they deliver, they have a short, a very small delivery radius, but when you order it, you can go to like certain places. They outline places that they'll deliver to you. So you can go. It's one of the places is like this random road in Amityville, New York, and you park outside. They text you to like, hey, are you here? What does your car look like? You give them all this this detail. They come out, they bring the pizza to you and you pay them in cash. They don't take cards. And it's the most incredible pizza you'll ever have in your life. It's insane. It's super expensive, um, but it's worth it. And it's just so weird. It sounds like shady it feels like a drug deal but it's it's really incredible bill write that down it's in amityville <laughs> I'm, I'm as, soon as, as soon as this call's done it's really good right go now, look them up tonight. on instagram too yeah that Tremendous sounds great pizza. um I, I i mean i know this is your guys comic project but i'd be remiss if i i, I didn't if i'm talking about pizza on a podcast and didn't mention that growing up we my dad had a favorite pizza spot that um for like our birthday or my birthday or his, we would get Clanks. It was in Marcus Hook. It was right next to, like it was right between Sun Oil Refinery and I think Congolium, which made linoleum floor. So 
I'm sure the water they used was not contaminated at all. Um, but it was called Clanks. And the thing about Clanks was it was one of those places that had the, um, the cheese first and then the sauce on the top. And we love that. Uh, I think it has since either changed hands and then I think it, it, it closed at some point during the pandemic. But um, that was like a special treat. Uh, was not very expensive. The it, it looked like it was operated out of a place that was falling down around it. From what I remember, I haven't been to the actual building uh, in forever. But Clank's was something that, I mean, that was like, it was just like a thing about, you know, Delco, where I'm from, and Marcus Hook. Um, but I, I, you know, I can't think about pizza without thinking like, I'd kill somebody for a slice of Clank's right now. <laughs> you know, so I get it. I think this is a great idea. Did I say silly earlier? This is the best idea I have ever heard. I, I totally understand. I can't wait to um, put, put that on the back of the book, boys. That's it. <laughs> um, hey, just t- talk to me a little bit about like uh, uh, the Kickstarter, like for, you know, for folks that are listening to this and then are going to go click on the link in the notes about the Kickstarter. Like, um, is there anything you can tell me in terms of like, uh, digital copies, physical, or there are different covers that you want to share in terms of who's doing the cover art? Yeah. Uh, the main, the main book is, well, we have one cover and it's drawn by the phenomenal P Collins. Uh, this, he, this man is, I mean, like he did, he did Bardic verses. He did a variant cover for Slobberknocker one. He's, he's got to do the variant covers for the rest of that series because he just, he takes a concept and he just knocks it not out of the park, like out of the stratosphere. Like this is completely insane. So the cover of this book is, is an homage to X-Men days of future past with that, that iconic cover of like Wolverine standing with like that, that like all the, the uh, mutant pictures behind him about slain and, and, and ceased and all that stuff. But behind them are pizza mascots. So, which we didn't think there were that many pizza mascots, but then when you start searching around, there's a lot of pizza mascots. And then again, because Pete is this uh, amazing overachiever, found even more stuff to put in there. Like there's a Ninja Turtle in there. There's it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like I, I can't like when I say like Jaws hit the floor when we saw this thing, it was like I beyond our wildest dream, dreams, like so good so like it was there's there's no other cover because we have no need for any other cover this is so good so yeah that's that's what's on the book both the digital copy the physical copy it's it's that it's because it's just oh i I love it i can't like it brings me such joy every time i see it and again like again describing this book is one thing but when you show them pete's cover and like what (laughs) it's so good it just compounds on just the fun that we're having with this whole yeah. thing. So, and, and Pete's a guy that like we, we, most of us have worked with as well. And it was like, yeah, of course, like we, he's got to do this. Um, so it was, it was great that that lined up. Um, but like the book, we have the book itself. You can get cameo shots drawn or cameos in Phil or Matt's story. So um, you can get in there for, there's, there's like crowd shots and whatnot for Phil's story. And there's even some speaking roles that you can get in for Matt's story. Cause those are still being illustrated. And um we have a fun idea for like, you know, people do thank you pages, right? So instead of just having a big name with every, a big list of everyone's name on it, we're going to do a kind of pizza menu. So for a higher tier, you can name a pizza after yourself. So whatever you want it to be, and that'll be, there's a select few that'll be on the very top. And then everyone else would be listed as topping. So 
you could be on there and the that'll be the bigger list but then there's going to be a select few that you could have you know the, the the jimmy gasparo could be the you know that shrimp pizza you were just talking about you could bring it back and fear it in our in our comic so that might be another path to to go through oh that sounds pretty cool i like that um that's fantastic uh you just while i have you all here um so what is there anything else that anybody wants to talk about that they have coming out or that are they're working on that they would like listeners you know to uh to check out I'll plug all your stuff for you though that I've read. So I mean, but if you want to shout out anything in particular, anybody, Bill, come on. I, I don't. I'm actually <laughs> the only anthology I'm in so far is this anthology. Um, I've been in a lot of anthologies, but I'm just this is actually the first Kickstarter that I'm. You know, even though James is taking the wheel, my name is on it, and I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm t- for the longest time I've been a create like in the other creator list of anthologies. So I'm really excited to be with these three and I can have this saying Phil Buhorn, co-creator of slice of life world without pizza. Awesome. So I'm just excited to see that in the future. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, so James, you, 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 you said earlier, you're going to have another issue of uh, uh slobber knocker. Yep. So it's planned as a three issue series and it looks like we're, we're aiming for WrestleMania weekend again. So, I mean, like there's no, there's no biggest, bigger uh, wrestling event than WrestleMania. It's the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the immortals. So yes, we're going to, yep. we're going to plan to launch around then. Uh, Dan's got the, the, the script is completely written and Dan's working through the designs and everything. And there's some nice twists and some redesigns that I'm really looking forward to seeing what he uh, comes out with for that. So that's, that's what's coming down the line for us. But, Matt, when is uh, Bardic Versus hitting comics? What an excellent man? segue. Um, gotcha, so, Bardic Versus, I'm, I'm calling it version 2.0, uh, from Band of Bards is out stores on the 28th. Uh, super excited. We just got comps in. Uh, the print looks great. Uh, the new cover is great. Very, very excited. Um, and then after that, uh, we're going to launch the very like modest small kickstarter for the children's book that i wrote that takes place in the same universe we refer to it lovingly as bardic versus 1.5 and then um volume two will be after that so very exciting matt i love that it's 1.5 because i'm having flashbacks to wizard magazine where they used to do like uh one half half issues yes i love that (laughs) and mario how about you uh nothing 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 at all no, no. i have a lot of anthology really? done but uh you know i'm just waiting for that stuff to come in but other than that you know just taking it i don't know man i feel like you're always cooking so <laughs> no i uh watching a lot of tv lately you know doing the chores <laughs> started going back to the gym you know i'm enjoying my free time now oh okay all right well um uh that's fine but uh i'll say if anyone hasn't yet Go check out Kilchella because I really, really enjoyed Kilchella. Um, that was fantastic. Thank and um, uh, I think One True Love is still in the pipeline. Yeah, uh, Jay's plugging away at that. We increased the pages from uh, 80 to 104. <laughs> I, keep oh, okay. I feel bad. I'm just like, oh, man, because, you know, we both love Los Angeles so much. We're just like, hey, why don't we go back and try to add this? No, I can't add one page. I got to add two pages. Otherwise, you fuck up the whole flow of you know the page flips. So, uh, but yeah, no, he's plugging away at that stuff. Um, if you look at my Twitter, more so than my Instagram, I'm posting panels here and there of just, you know, what he's uh, done. 
just especially like the, like the LA shots, you know, just iconic locations from the city or things that we just feel that really capture the essence of, you know, being on the West coast. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it all finished. Thank you. Um, um, one, one more note on the pizza book. I just, I want to give Mario a shout out because I love the title of his story because it's, it's no toppings for old men. And it's just <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, I uh, that's fantastic. That's a great title. I love it. Um, you know, uh, this book was originally called Slice of Life, and we had an argument about this because there's so many other things called Slice of Life. So putting the S at the end of it is just brilliant, James. <laughs> it's, a, it's a compromise. I'm just, uh, like, I, I don't want to get sued, so I figure like maybe, maybe <laughs> we just maybe we just put a little like something slightly uh, different on it. I like that it's in parentheses too. Yeah. So it's like it's slice of life, but it's also slices of life. Don't sue us. Yeah, <laughs> this is the McDowell's of titles. <laughs> uh, so slices of life, uh, February. Ninth. So as you're listening to this, you'll be able to go and uh, and then back it on um, on Kickstarter. Uh, just because we were talking about recommending, you know, comics to people uh, for the listeners, is there anything you're reading right now or, or something of somebody else's work that you want to point folks to in terms of comics? Everyone want to go around and anything they want to shout out? You know what, Curtis Wybie, Um, When I first started getting into writing comics, I actually picked up his Green Wake image. Um, just pure horror, and honestly, it's one of the most underrated books. He just started a, a new comic, uh, more like a medium publisher. I think it's comics. They're doing other types of mediums um, for this for this company. But if you want to try something different and and something you've never read before, Green Wake, on uh, uh, published by Image. I think, it, I think there's like maybe two or three volumes. All right, cool. I'll have to check that out. James, um, I'll, I'll go on a different path in that I just I just read the third vo- uh edition or issue or not issue but volume of Mayor Goodboy, uh by Dave Dave Sheed and um, Miranda Harmon and it's just like it's an all ages like a kids comic about a town with a dog for a mayor and it's such a fun <laughs> book like I, the, the amount of times like I read this with my kids and the amount of times that we're laughing like hysterical laughing at this book I I just love it and uh, and we've read it multiple times all three of them I I cannot recommend them enough like if you just like fun read these books I don't care how old you are read Mayor Good Boy it's just such a fun fun yeah. fun story and and Dave is another lover of pizza so like you know please check out his stuff too and I think is in volume 3 is that Mayor Good Boy Goes bad. Goes bad. Yes. So there's a whole, there's a nice twist and and you know more backstory on Mayor Goodboy. But like, oh my gosh, like like I, again, like hysterical. There's a there's a little kid in there named Aaron that like his his lines like I I can't imagine like the 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 like a, an actual child who's like this like kid who just like all he wants to do is eat potato chips and play video games. And I'm like, I know who you are. You're like you're my inner child. Like I know I understand you. I get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else? Uh, yeah, really quick. I want to shout out. It's not a current a comic I'm reading, but it's a comic that's currently crowdfunding. Uh, One Shot by Jeremiah Espinoza. Um, you know, for if you like Bardic Verses, this is kind of along that same uh, line. If you're a fan of TTRPGs, um, it looks super fun. He created like a whole module that you can get as well. 
um, with some character sheets designed by Pete Collins. Um, so super fun. I, I highly recommend checking it out and supporting the campaign. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, um, I, the name of the other comic that he had, uh, just went right out of my head, but I think he crowdfunded two issues of that. Ho- hollow. Um, hollow. Yeah. Hollow. And, uh, that was really good. I really like that. So yeah, one shot looks pretty good. I hope that they, um, uh, able to make their goal. Cause that looks like it's a lot of fun. So, all right. Um, well, uh, I I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the podcast and talking about Slice Is of Life. <laughs> um, uh, so, listeners, um, once you're done listening to this, you're going to go, you can sh- click right on the notes wherever you, you know, get your podcast or just go check it out on Kickstarter. But Slice Is of Life, it'll be, you know, funding um, throughout February, I believe, and you're going to be able to check out their stories. And uh, I don't know, maybe if you're thinking of you're somebody who wants to be an up and coming comic book writer, uh, first follow Phil on TikTok. And then uh, this might be a good jumping on point for you. What type of story would you create? Maybe, you know, think about how you would approach and then uh, see how the stories of Mario and Phil, James and Matthew and their uh, collaborators turned out uh, different. You know, what would you have done? Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I look, I'm, I'm big fans of, of, of all four of you guys. and. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, on a, a Thursday evening to spend it with this old man. So thank you very much. Thanks for Thanks having us. That's a lot. Uh, all right. And oh, I almost forgot to shout out to my brother, Bobby. I do that every episode. He's the Crypto Creator Corner's number one most dedicated fan. He listens to all my episodes. And um, we just found I, I found out recording an, an uh, episode last week that um, we're actually going to be in Ireland together during Dublin Comic Con. So we might get to, to check that out. So I'm kind of excited about that. So um, yeah. So thanks for listening, Bobby. And um, uh, let's reminisce about Clanks next time we hang out. Um, hey, Jimmy, while you're out there, uh, make sure you see Danny Earls and tell him Mario said hello. And make sure you do it really threatening. I will. I will do that for you. I, I Yes. I will I will be as threatening as I possibly can be. Like Ray Liotta Goodfellas threatening. Is that an appropriate level of threatening? Uh, it, 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 that's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. <laughs> that's a good start. Well, thinking, uh, we, I can build from there. <laughs> I'm thinking casino, you know, Pesci. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I can take it there. No problem. Um, you know, you but, should you should be more threatening like the uh the guy from Oppenheimer. I'm watching his show on Netflix. Uh, he plays a gangster. Kelly Murphy? Peak, yeah, Peaky Bu- Blinders. Peaky Blinders? That's you should cosplay as Peaky Blinders, and that's how threatening you should be. <laughs> yeah, you could he, put a shot uh, on your head and say you're Scarecrow, too, from uh, Batman Begins. <laughs> he has a lot of pretty good threatening roles. Um, yeah, pick one. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get a good one. Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll land on something good. I'll workshop it. You know, we got, I, got, I got a month, so we'll, we'll get there. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Slices of life, everybody check it out. And thank you for listening and let us know, uh, rate and review us if you like the podcast and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing it until, um, I don't know. I don't know when I'll, I'll just keep going. I like talking to people. So, you know, that's, that's good. You're good at Um, it, Jimmy. Oh, well, that's nice of you to lie to me, but (laughs) I, I really appreciate it. It's nice to hear. I'm as I, 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 you know, I just like doing this and I like comics. And um, thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, everybody else, I'll see you next time. This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptid Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now